0: I'm with Matt LaCarraza, Joel Atkinson, and myself. No Jill, because this is a Horror Boys episode. Horror Boys. Horror Boys. And on the the count of three, (laughs) we will give our 1 to 10 rating for Possessor. 1, 2, 3, (laughs) 7.5.
1: Whoa. Laka, what was yours? I said (laughs) 10. Wow. (laughs) Big numbers. I I mean, obviously, that's... I just really enjoyed it more than I thought. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I thought, I mean, it would at least be a 9 or a 10 for me. Maybe a 9. Um, I guess... I I hope it's okay that I just jump right into defending my position. But no, I did yeah, give, yeah. It, I did give it. it a 10, I guess, so I kind of have to. Um, I don't so, know. Yeah, I th-
0: Matt, you were the one who recommended this. I We were talking about what horror movies to watch. I yeah. hadn't heard of this one. I just picked it because you said that this is the scariest, the one that scared you the most. I'm like, yeah, let's scare
1: Laco. Yeah, well the images were really all I had and the fact that like I had just I had just read some buzz about it, you know, like mm-hmm. very like I hadn't seen a trailer. Um I'm a big David Cronenberg fan and it's mm-hmm. his son mm-hmm. and it just like had it did festivals I believe in. 2019 or whatever and people
0: yeah I wasn't sure when it was doing a run of any kind
1: yeah I think I mean it it was supposed to be released in theaters in 2020 and it I don't believe had any theatrical run I could be wrong I don't think um, so but it I just had heard a lot of buzz about it around that festival season and because I like David Cronenberg I was like okay like let's see what his son is up to. You know, I kind of (laughs) figured, but like, um, yeah, it, it, I think my score is definitely going to come down. I just really enjoyed it. I didn't, it wasn't as much of a horror movie as I thought it was going to be. Um, it was definitely really cool though. And interesting. So I think I was like really pleased with that. And I thought, some of the visual effects were really cool. And I thought the story was unique and interesting, you know, like Mm -hmm. it just, um, you know, I mean, it didn't, it was definitely like a psychological horror, not out of the realm of things that we've seen before with like the twists and turns and, um, you know, mind games and, uh, stuff like that. But I I thought it was really well done. I thought, I just thought, Mm -hmm. Especially the visual style of it was, was really good, and the acting was good uh, yeah, from the main performers. So, uh,
0: while well, I was watching, it, I kept thinking this is like a cross between being John Malkovich and Under the Skin.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes, <it laughs> totally. Was. Yeah, yeah that, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. In a weird like way, the, the visual
0: style of Under the Skin, like the kind of being more poetic with the visuals instead of. Being like very literal or realistic. Yeah. Obviously, the plot is similar to, um, well, both of them. Yeah. But um, they being an assassin kind of makes me think of under yeah. the skin. But then, yeah, like the who's in control, um, whose point of view are we at right now with body swap. Um, that's obviously more, more of the John Malkovich one. I yeah. think I'd like this more than being John Malkovich, less than under the skin. Yep. I'm same on that too. For sure. Okay.
1: See, I haven't. I um, don't know the last time I watched Being John Malkovich. I really liked it when I was like in high school or whatever, but I had never seen anything like that before. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: I agree. It was one of my first art films for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I'd have to watch it again to get a better like read on how I feel about it now.
1: Yeah, me too. Um,
0: but uh, yeah, it, it, honestly, this movie maybe want to see Under the Skin again, which I've already watched twice recently. Um, I think this movie. Like you said, it has it's it was very pretty to look at, and it was very well done, very well acted. Um, I guess it was just a little bit derivative. That's that's my only like thing keeping me down from going to the the sky on this one.
1: I um, I totally yeah. get that. I think you know, like I just like I decided at the end. I was like, that was a ten for me. Like if we were just getting <laughs> in the car and doing it, then it would be a ten. But you know. Because of the way we did this, it has been, you know, a little bit. And I already know my score is going to go down. Um, (laughs) But even though I agree it was derivative and it was kind of like a genre exercise, I just think it was a really well done one, you know, like Mm -hmm. and a really interesting one. It's like it it was just a good debut for the director where I was like, I wonder what he's going to do next. Because I like his style. Mm. I like like, everything he was going for, he did a good job. The performances were good. Um, I just had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun yeah. with it. But yeah. it, was, it was certainly genre, nothing, you know, uh, u- particularly unique beyond. right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the editing was fantastic. I thought yeah. the the editing and the, and the camera work, obviously the effects were really cool, but even just... A whole lot of shots with people off center in the frame in a really interesting way. Um, Mm -hmm. Really interesting cutting during dialogue, not in an expected way. So, a lot of times the camera is on the person who's not talking, or it suddenly shifts the person who's talking, and it really really sets you up for feeling not at ease the entire movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the craftsmanship was at very um, high levels, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the dude was incredible. Yeah. The, the actor, the actor, I think yeah. he was like, he was like in girls or he was in some yeah, kind of really? like, yeah, he was in like, eh, like, okay stuff. And then he's lately has been doing like really weird kind of transgressive stuff
1: like this, but I'm <laughs> like this, he was great. My buddy, um, met him at like an indie film thing in the on the Cape and said he was a nice guy. And, uh, he was on girls, and I really liked him on girls. I just girls. pictured him at the party, like, oh yeah, I'm picturing that that
0: like <laughs> side of him at, at the party in the movie. He like blows up at everybody, and yeah. What did starts
2: he killing people? Yeah, what did he say? Like, he said, "I'm, I'm a I'm a giant. I'm an effing giant." That yeah. that scene, that was when I was like, okay, this guy's incredible. This is yeah, so yeah. good.
1: Yeah, he's really to be good. able
2: to to be able to go from sad sack to psychopath to yeah. confused to yeah. psychopath again just all of it just within
1: a, a shortest span of time incredible i really liked the scene too where she wakes up as him he went mm-hmm. you know like that actor had yeah. to act as if like somebody <laughs> getting into this skin for the first time which was the scene where i s- suppose we could have potentially seen his penis but we, did, <laughs> we didn't quite. Yeah. Um, i
0: saw i saw most of his penis yeah it was there it <laughs> was
1: there but um
0: We were trying to, before we, uh, because we had to watch this in different places, we weren't sure if we were all going to watch the same version. There's an uncut version and a regular version, but they're so close in length that it was, depending on what service you got it from, we couldn't really figure out which version we were watching. I think I watched the regular version with like a brief glimpse of a penis.
2: I did a little recon on that, and what we missed was when he is working for the data mining thing, there's... There's a sex scene in that. There's more of that, which seems completely unnecessary. And then also um, when he is killing the guy with the poker, apparently uh, the eyeball pops out. So I'm really glad we did not see that. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't need that. We don't need that. We don't need that.
1: I, did you guys also catch that that guy, like the main murder victim of the movie? I guess the central murder victim was Sean Bean, who dies yeah. in everything that he's everything. In. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. that too. I was, and thinking, I was man, just man,
0: th- he cannot cut a break that actor.
1: Yeah, I was just sitting there thinking. I was like, how did he become the guy that dies in everything? And it's <sighs> and, clearly become a trope. Like, right, just yeah. like. That's they probably why he was cast, conflict. honestly. Yeah, yeah. And he's good. He's a really good actor. Like yeah. he could do other things, but he always yeah. dies. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't watch a trailer, I thought we were looking at uh a, a ghost movie and then that oh, of image with the title. Yeah, yeah, and then that image of the um the mask. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if that's some ghost, I'm not going to like this. (laughs) It's a a scary looking ghost. Yeah. And then it's like this sci-fi thing. And I was like, oh, this is fun.
2: So (laughs) I think
1: that's a big part of like why it was a 10 was because I was like buckled in for something way worse. And then you just get like this like murderous sci-fi genre exercise, which was... You know, done really like as we said, like yeah. done really well. But it was pretty like straightforward. So maybe right. part of my ten was just relief. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. The two effect scenes—the one where like the the bodies are like melting and reforming—oh my, incredible, gosh. so yeah. cool. And yeah. and the one where where her face comes off and he wears it—that was just, I
1: agree, really yeah, they interesting. Were, um, they were amazing. That's the sort of thing that like I was like. If this guy, you know, takes that and does something more with, like, the editing and, um, you know, digital effects and practical effects that he was using in those scenes. Right.
2: Matt, did you think this was pretty similar to David Cronenberg movies?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's... Which, which also was like uh, maybe a reason to take points away. Honestly, because you're just kind of like, I was thinking about that. Like during the movie, I was like, can't you like you're just like basically making movies like your dad, right? Like you're doing a really good job, and it it, it has its own unique visual language and Mm -hmm. like stuff like that so i don't want i don't want to take anything away from the guy but i was i was thinking about that much like i was thinking about the sean bean thing just that meta narrative of i was like what if david cronenberg's son was like into comedy or something i had that that same thought i was thinking well the
0: the name cronenberg if you've ever even seen just one of his films you won't forget it because those movies leave a mark in your brain yeah for sure and then that name is kind of like it's a very unique name, right? Mm-hmm. That I feel like Cronenberg even sounds like the the like what onomatopoeia Cronenberg, yeah, horror. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, body horror.
0: So I don't think it's possible. I don't think he could get a deal to make any movie that wasn't like this. Um, but yeah. I love the idea that he's like. Man, my dad makes awfully dark movies.
2: I just really like romantic comedies.
0: (laughs) I had that exact thought. I love that you also had that thought.
1: Yeah, it would be nice if, like, he just after this goes like a complete left turn. We know he can do like his dad movies, his dad's movies, just as well as his dad. But he gets famous like making like Jennifer Lopez romantic comedies. (laughs) Oh.
2: Have you guys – this is not a weird tangent. Have you guys seen Burn After Reading? Yes. Okay. So you know how at the end J.K. Simmons is like, like, what What have we learned here? And that was kind of the thought that I had. I was like, all this stuff is really great. But at the end I was like, like what – kind of like what was the point of the movie? That's kind yeah. of why I went a little lower because I was like, I didn't really like
1: – I don't know. Okay. So I didn't – go over anything because I wanted to be true to the concept of the podcast Mm -hmm. but they show her the image of that butterfly Mm -hmm. you know they're like testing to see if she's her
2: essentially
1: and they show her that butterfly and she's like that's from my childhood but that wasn't in the original test that she did right? I think it was the
2: butterfly was before but she said that uh, she felt guilty about it and that she still feels guilty but she did not say that this time right Right,
0: so the fact that she left out that part is it like her humanity is fully um,
2: gone at this point? I I think it's it's either that or he's somehow in there too. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I was going to ask you guys that if you if you thought that he figured out how to play her,
2: right, um, and that that's how he was able to stay alive. I don't know. Yeah can can he transfer back into Her her body? Yeah. We,
0: we, That's what I thought. I thought there was going to be like a very clear reveal, and it was more of like maybe it was kind of like um, reminds me a little bit of the end of uh, Annihilation, but Annihilation made it more apparent that um, yes, yeah there's a alien inside of him. Right. Yeah. This is more like maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But I bet, I bet some people are like, oh, I'm pretty sure it is. You know, if right. they like picked up yeah. enough clues that we didn't potentially.
1: Yeah. Pick up. It, well. I mean the only thing in this case now my estimation of the movie is like dropping a lot (laughs) um, the only thing in this case is like it does make me interested to watch it again because I do feel Mm -hmm. like there's a little bit of a mystery there that you know in terms of that struggle between them you know um, we haven't really gone over it but they struggle like at the end for control you know Mm -hmm. she's taking control of his body but then in the end they kind of are Going back and forth fighting over it And then she ostensibly gets Saved from Being taken over by him Um but it's Implied in that final scene that maybe Not
2: Right
0: so I'm trying to think about The image of the butterfly and a butterfly Obviously um Is a metamorphosis Of a caterpillar Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I wonder if that's another Point towards it's Colin inside her body now that he metamorphosized into
2: her. Yeah. I like that. Also it's trapped behind the glass.
1: Ooh. He's trapped in yeah. her. Uh-huh. Could be, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I think that's a pretty I think we cracked the case.
1: <laughs> we we nailed it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't find much to complain about with this yeah, You know I what know. I mean? Like no. there's not a lot that was bad you know so my my score will definitely stay high it's just you know 10 was a (laughs) i guess the other thing is i haven't seen a lot of like visually interesting you know movies this year because of everything that's going on so like to see such a solid one was a treat yeah yeah i agree yeah yeah i've been watching a lot of like
0: easy to watch or i guess more just like uh murder mystery stuff which you could say is similar but it's a way it's way more palatable than this in terms of <laughs> yeah. just being more like broad uh, audience um, so yeah this is I agree this is a very nice departure from what I've been watching Yeah. Uh, but to Joel's question before like what does the movie mean what was it trying to say oh yeah sorry I mm-hmm. feel like there's something to do with uh, the data mining stuff I don't think that was just a, a plot point I think there is something behind that in terms right. of the theme
1: yeah I mean I think to a degree like identity theft you know like the idea that mm. people who have this power or technology can kind of put you in a situation and manipulate you it was a theme you know because mm-hmm. they were talking the people who controlled the woman who's the assassin were talking about how they want to take over. The, the data company. mining company, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and they also are using uh, a way of like a technology that manipulates much like mm-hmm. data mining does, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 this like antitrust, like are we being yeah, manipulated? Yeah. Um, theme, which it w- feels very relevant. That's another. I mean, you know, that's another reason my score was high. That that undercurrent yeah. and theme even if I couldn't solidly pick up on what he was trying to say about it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he was speaking to something true about it. Like, you know, the way they talk about the data mining, I mean, the scene where he is data mining and he just, or she is data mining as him Mm -hmm. and she just feels gross. And like, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that, I feel like is a um, a strength of the movie as well is like just it's, I don't know, again, I don't really know what they're trying to say about it, more so just to kind mm. of um, make you look at it, I guess. you know um,
0: I think, I thought it was clever and I, I didn't pick up on the fact that they are trying to take over this data mining company. But I think at the beginning of the movie, we're thinking, wow, this is the pinnacle of technology. Like, I can't believe they're able to like, transfer for a consciousness like that this company must be like swimming in, in cash but if data mining which we're already experiencing now in current times if that's even more valuable than the tech that they have <laughs> transferring consciousness that's like it's, I think that's a clever idea of like this thing that you guys already experience maybe not to the level of surveillance that they're showing but yeah. still that it's, it's recognizable that that an assassin corporation um, is, like, envious of that amount of money. I think that's, that's a fun yeah. uh, twist. But I, I think that when I talked about this being derivative, um, the parts of this that felt like Black Mirror to me were points against it. But in terms of things that I think were truly original, and maybe this hasn't been done before, I just can't think of anything like this. Uh, to me, the gore, maybe I'm desensitized to... Or in all its forms, but what to me was excruciating was watching him, and uh, in the first scene, um, as the black woman um, trying to shoot himself in the mouth with a gun, yeah. just those prolonged scenes were excruciating to watch. Yeah, because yeah. you're waiting yeah. for the like the, the not payoff necessarily. <laughs> you're waiting for the 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 finality of that, and it just never comes. Right, um, and yeah, I. I I found that to be compelling um, that we're watching all this visual horror. But the part that I'm really like squinting at the screen was me just an unbearable anticipation for um, someone blowing their head off.
1: Right. And I think that, that was well played like in a movie in a year where we had like, you know, Palm Springs and stuff where, you know, like this concept that, you know, this, this assassin person, all they had to do was like kill themselves and hop back to their body, but they couldn't. There there was something like powerful about that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was saying something about like the humanity. Yeah, of that what do you guys character. what do you
0: guys think that the point of that her inability to pull the trigger was?
1: I don't know. I've I've been thinking about that. Well, I wasn't until now. <laughs> <laughs> I think her humanity was like a big part of, you know, the plot of this movie that she was losing it through these processes. You know, the fact that she had to separate herself from her family, mm. you know, um, and she said because she she had made that decision. She clearly loved them, but she knew she was a danger to them. Um, That was set up in the beginning of the
2: movie. Right, yep. right. It was really odd. The scene where the the helper guy. He she was like shoot me. He's like oh, I'm a Christian. Like that. I loved that. <laughs> that, was that, funny. that was
1: that was one of my favorite moments. Was it's like oh I'm I'm like in this assassin like company. I'm possessing somebody else's body. Yeah. But like I'm not gonna shoot you. Like I'm a, I'm a Christian. <laughs> yeah. That was I loved. That. I love. I thought that I was glad. I'm glad you brought that up. I thought yeah. about it when we were watching it to bring it up, but I didn't.
2: Two other things real quick I thought of. Um, one where um, her helper, Jennifer Jason Lee, who was awesome, even though she barely got any screen time. Oh, uh, she yeah. Was, she was so menacing and calm and just like, wow. Yeah. But when she was showing scenes of the first crime and it was just abstract shots of blood, it was like beautiful in a really weird mm-hmm. abstract...
1: Yeah, on the wall. That, yeah,
2: yeah, that was cool. that was really cool looking. And then also, remember that creepy doll? What was that? Yeah, that was oh yeah, terrifying. doing the dance
1: at the beginning. What <laughs> was Horrifying. that? I can't yeah. even remember why that happened. It was the kid's doll, right? Yeah, like, yeah they programmed it. it. Yeah, mm. it was foreshadowing to the mask for me because like it yeah. had that weird yeah. m- mask on, essentially. Yeah, uh-huh. that was yeah, that was really creepy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that there's a metaphor at, at the end as well of um so maybe literally in the story uh Colin takes over her conscious or takes over her body <clears throat> his consciousness takes over her body but um i think also the fact that like you guys pointed out that she leaves out the part that she feels bad about it um it's like uh the the metaphor i guess is the um her, her having lost her humanity is also his taking over of her body. Um, yeah. Like, they both happen. Um, the Like, her arc is that she fully succumbs to what a cold-blooded killer would have to, which is you can't have a family that you care about while right. doing these things. Like yeah. that's just not... It's incompatible. So yeah. um, this is, like, her one last job that breaks her. Um, so, yeah, I... I, I the more we dig into it, the more I'm appreciating some of the the parallel lines um, that the the narrative and the the underlying metaphor both weave together. I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's reevaluate. I think I'm going to go up a little bit. The you guys reminded me of foreshadowing that I think I missed, especially like, um, yeah, the opening and closing scene that um Mm -hmm. that symmetry works really well upon reflection um i think i'm going up to an eight
1: i also i'm going up to an eight (laughs) i'm i'm torn i i was thinking i'm gonna come down to an 8.5 but like then again at the end of our conversation i'm like no i really i enjoyed it i'm excited about this it's a style that i really like I uh, This movie has its flaws. A 10 is definitely too high. I'm between an 8.5 or a 9. I think that's what <laughs> Cool. Nice, nice. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we're going to sh- shut off Zoom now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how the podcast awesome. always ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since we started recording in a car. But For some reason, we were talking about Zoom in cars. <laughs> but here's our sign-off. Bye, Zoom. Shutting off Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.